I hate I hate podcasts. Why do you hate podcasts, Michael? I think that I think that they're all just I don't know. I never I I don't like hearing I don't like listening to people talk. You like listening to yourself talk? Um, yeah, I guess a little bit maybe, not not particularly. I think I think I think hearing myself talk is cool. I mean, I also like to hear yourself like talk quickly. Uh, you don't even know how to respond to that, do you? Yeah, I make rap music. That that that's the joke. I know. Um, I like listening to myself talk too. If you couldn't tell. Yeah. Everybody who doesn't know, my name is Rashad Davis, and that's uh, Mr. Patience. Sure. Um, <laughs> and this is introspection. This can is... I can I pull a prince and just like have a symbol? No. Yeah, I don't want that either. That's gross. Yeah. Plus, this is a podcast. How are people going to see a symbol? Use their imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever symbol you want to imagine Hayden's name is. Yeah. Can... That's that's it. You can, I'm Hayden, but whatever you need to use to represent my name, you can use. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna met whatever. Keep it PG. I mean, and yeah, and or you're, not if you really uh, know, if it's really funny. It's your imagination. You just do it whatever you want to. If you okay. like the temptations. It's just my imagination. So Great song. this podcast is not particularly about anything. Which is wonderful because yeah. that's what life is about, not particularly anything. Mm-hmm. So what it is 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 just um, we're two kids who I feel like are kind of smartish, maybe a little bit. I'm smart. Hayden's smart. Yeah. Um, Clinically, I'm <laughs> <laughs> can't can't confirm. That's arrogant. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, I'm good at everything but math. That's what I'll say. I'm uh, I'm pretty decent at math. <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast is about. Just stuff that we thought about or whatever. And we're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. And if you don't like it, don't listen to it. I confirm with that. If you don't like it, you should not listen to things you do not like. Exactly. Um, so my initial thought that I have, a, a, a question. Mm-hmm. I love questions. Um, the word monogamy. Oh, my God. You're really going to go off with that one? Oh, no. I'm not talking about the act, act of monogamy. The act. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking specifically about the word the monogamy. Definition. I was having a conversation with somebody recently, and they were like, "I use the word monogamy," and I'm like, "I'm a," and they're like, "I'm a junior." They never taught me that word, and I'm like, "I think monogamy is like a fifth grade word." What I'm do you pretty think? sure that word was literally something I was taught in school at some point. Yeah, but like, what grade though? Not high school. You see, that's 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 really all I had to say. All right, all right. Um, so we're we gonna define the word monogamy now. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, because maybe you you're not in high school yet. I don't know. I uh, if you're is, not in high school, you should probably turn this off because we're going to be swearing. Yeah, this is this this is not a this is not appropriate for people who you know, just imagine like a parental advisory sticker that once it's on CDs that your parents don't let you listen to. Um, Tipper Gore. Um. Yeah. You should imagine one of those is on on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And just like you know. This is we're going to be talking. We're, we're people living life, and life is not life. Ha, life has a parental advisory sticker on it. Yeah. So monogamy is uh is you you're in a relationship, um, sexual or not sexual, whatever your relationship is with one person, and polygamy is um when you're in a relationship similarly to monogamy only with a bunch of those people. Yeah, there are some people in polyamorous relationships at our school. That's a nice. That's 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 beautiful. If they make it work, if they don't, then they didn't make it work. I didn't think they would. Damn. What makes one creative? 
Yeah, I like, I like that one. I feel like that's a good one to start with. I like that question. Right, what makes one creative just means, I mean, I feel like we define things in Western culture as like you're creative as in you do like an artsy thing. But really, if you could, if you really think about it, you know, you could take car mechanics, you could take carpenters, you could take people in like blue collar jobs and consider them creative. But what makes one creative is that they're able to use their resources to, to make something. People who are creative are people who regularly exercise their will to be humans and not just their will to be the creatures that are alive. What does it mean to exercise your will to be a human being? Well, human beings, a big, a big part of the, uh, the idea of being a human being, I think, in my perspective, is the idea that we can do all sorts of different shit that animals can't do. Or, well, we are animals. But the idea is is that, for me, what makes one creative is the more different ways that you can stretch your mind beyond, the, beyond what all the other creatures can do. That's a stupid way to explain it. No, I get what you're saying, because like, it's not just about using the resources, it's about going beyond your resources. Yeah, you know, like, like, if you, like I'm saying if you can do shit, that's cool. All of us can do shit, you know? Even if you can draw, that doesn't necessarily make you creative. I can draw. I can draw pictures. But drawing a picture doesn't make... draw a tight stick, man. Yeah, like, like, like if someone gives me a picture, gives me a thing, and they say, hey, Rashad, draw this. I can draw it. That's not going to make mean it's creative. Creativity is me taking, that, taking this thing that they told me to draw and then saying, how can I make this thing interesting and original or whatever but more than that creativity doesn't just have to do with the arts it has to do with everything you do it's about being able to use what you have to make and to just do the best stuff that you can do in any given situation in my opinion yeah i guess there's a difference between just being artistic and being creative being artistic and being creative are two completely different things there's all sorts of creative people who i would never trust to do anything artistic <laughs> Take Hayden, for example. No, <laughs> I feel like I, 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 but I haven't been involved in what could be considered artistic productions. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. That's a joke. That's a joke. It's a joke, but it wasn't funny. It's a solid four and a half out of ten. Okay. Not even a four and a half. It's like a three. It's definitely not a three. It's a three. I'd give it a four and a half. I don't think I'm going to go lower than that. Well, it wasn't funny. Not to you. Not to anyone. Okay. Yeah. Without context, it's also not funny. Yeah. We should probably edit that part out. Yeah, I, I, this this is gonna be butchered already. Like I don't, you don't even realize. Like I'd like to describe the process of just like this entire thing. It's like it's. Have you ever like written like a paper where you have like a word limit? Um, yes. It's like this is like gonna be a nicer version of that. I don't like I don't like having to do the word limit because the word limit you have like I've written this wonderful thing and then I have to go back and like cut off like mutilate it. This is going to be different because this is going to be like I have to go back and I have to get rid of the stupid. Because like, for, I'd say if we are like 75% not stupid, but the other 25% is intense, like tangible stupidness. And I'm glad to just like wipe that away. Yeah, but don't wipe away all the stupid because the stupid is what makes people interested. Yeah, well, there's going to be some stupid, but like no matter what, some stupid's going to get through. It's like, it's like how it's like um, hand sanitizer says it kills like 99.9% .9 of bacteria. Yeah, I'm gonna just try and wedge all my stupid in between all my intelligent. Yeah, for the rest. It's, of the kinda, it's like it's like um, 
it's like commercials. We have like our regularly scheduled programming of us being intelligent human beings. And then for about like 30, we have like five different things for about 30 seconds where we're just complete fucking idiots. Yeah. Part of me feels like you shouldn't even edit that whole part out. That was like, yeah. Cause now it's like, like, cause now it feels like that was a cohesive enough thought that you can get through. (laughs) Yeah. No, now now we have to, (laughs) now we have to say, you know, what I've really been thinking about and it's just, it's a good thing to talk about for the first podcast because we are going to mess up a lot. And I just like to make the disclaimer that please remember we're human beings uh-huh. and we're, being wrong on the internet and all that other jazz and just being wrong in general. And like, it reminds me, it's like, we're not also another thing. We're not going to prepare a lot. Like if you think that we're going to like have detailed show notes and links and evidence and yeah, MLA citations we, and we, shit. We just, we just have like Hayden, if you if you can see our list as we as is so clearly brought for you to visually look at and look at all of our talking points. Yep, there's like six of them, and they're very broad statements that aren't full complete sentences or whatnot. <laughs> it's supposed to be broad, and we're just gonna talk about them, and we're not gonna think about them before we talk about them. And there are thoughts and our opinions. And if you have different thoughts and your opinions, you know, you can share them with us, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk at them. That's the that's we won't care, but we'll, we'll look at them probably. That's but it's it's good though because it's like that's how humans can uh can become better humans is by having interactions with people and seeing different points of view. And so we're sharing our points of view, putting them into the ethos. The ethos. That was I meant to say a different word. The ether. That's what I meant. <laughs> The Easter Bunny. We're going to put them into the Easter Bunny. We're going to put them into our ethos, our credibility. Yeah. <laughs> this is the stupid. And um, we're going to put that into the world. And then... What about our pathos? But most, most of all, our logos. No, I feel like pathos works the best. Pathos. Yeah. This is a whole different conversation. Finish what you're going to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna gonna to put... We're going to put all these things into the world and, you know... Y'all can say what you want to say. Say say the stuff you want to say to us. We can have our conversations. We're probably not going to respond to anything y'all have to say, but we'll know. We'll know how you feel, and it'll and it and we might internalize it if we feel like your thoughts are valid. We'll respond to it indirectly because it's kind of like that. It's like it's psychology. There, it's like you have this priming force, and then like it'll reflect our actions later. Yeah. So now, now here's what here's what I just thought it was a genius. So first, I'm gonna explain it, and then I'm gonna then we're gonna talk about rhetoric, which is gonna make all of our English teachers so happy. But so for people who don't know, there's really four types of rhetoric, which is devices you can use to get people to agree with your argument, kind of believe your point of view. I thought there were three. There's four. There's ethos, which is the rhetoric of credibility. Mm-hmm. Pathos, which is feelings. Yeah. Logos, which is um, logic and like reasoning and evidence and jazz. Uh huh. And Kairos, which is time. So you can use time as a method of persuasion. What? Did you not know that? Did they what, did they teach you that in AP Lang? They taught me that in like every single class since like I sophomore year. I don't know, year. dude. I never heard nothing about no time. They, I we know took for the fact, same English classes. I know for fact we learned that in AP Lang. They just didn't... Th- they definitely didn't throw it up there with uh, logos, pathos, Well, that's because we don't focus... It's not... It's like... It's kind of like... It's like if one of your band members gets sick and there's like the drummer that occasionally comes in. You know, he's a drummer and he's like not bad, but like he's also not part of the main lineup. I think that's a terrible analogy. All of my analogies are terrible. Okay. Disclaimer, all of my analogies will be so bad and you will not and enjoy And mine them. are excellent. And Michael's are just as bad. 
<laughs> no, but so anyway, I, I think about rhetorical strategies a lot because, I mean, you can see rhetoric in every, everything that you consume has rhetoric in it, trying to pursue, trying to get you to think a certain way. So like your ad, the advertisements you see on TV or before a YouTube video or like whenever, even advertisements on the side of the street or whatever, those are using specific types of rhetoric to get your kind of approval to you agree with them. So if you like, I was driving to the city yesterday and there were like a million um, of those like hair growth, like advertisements with like the one football player whose name I can't remember because. Colin Kaepernick. No, it's not. Colin Kaepernick's. Troy Polamalu. No, it was some. It was it was one of the White Bears guys. Anyway, but no. So we. So if you look at the adver, if you look at advertisements like I saw yesterday going into the city, of like NFL players with like these hair growth things, it's like that's using ethos. That's using the credibility of these people that you like because they're famous football players that you think are cool to get you to buy and use their product. Pathos is like you have to use emotion. So like. And when I, I'm going to do this a lot because this is what I always use because I think it's the most effective form of rhetoric is when you use like loaded language or just like really expressive inciting language to like get people to kind of get amped up, kind of get angry, kind of believe what you believe. That's pathos. Logos is basically like... It's logic and evidence and reasoning. It's like if I, ex- if I explain something to you and then I explain why the thing that I just said makes sense... And I make it make sense to you, then you're gonna probably think that I'm more credible because I can explain something to you in a way that it makes sense to you. So logos is using evidence and reasoning to let your audience come to the same conclusion as you. Which I so this gets me to my point after we just spent way too fucking long explaining that shit. I think pathos is the one that works the best on people. I don't know, dude. I'd be throwing hella logos on people just for no reason. But at people all. don't listen to logos. Like if you look at the current political atmosphere, people are not listening to logical and reasoned evidence. <sighs> Trump lost the popular vote. He did lose the popular vote by two million votes last time I checked. Yeah. So people are listening to uh to logos. No, they're not, because then they'd realize that electoral college is absolute garbage. Yeah, but what can we do about the Electoral College? Should we write the Constitution? This is this is a topic for another time. This is definitely a topic for another time. Um. Uh, Be, so back back to being wrong. Yeah, we're like we were just wrong several times, and we also listed statistics, so we could also be wrong with that too. So if we're wrong, feel free to like. Yeah, if we're wrong, let us know that we're wrong, and we'll. We'll, we'll, if we're we'll, wrong about like a statistic or like something that you can like find online, please let us know let and us we know. will apologize. And like put it in the comments of like whatever it is or something, right? If there are no comments, then find us on a different platform and look in the YouTube, comments. YouTube comment sections are always the places of just like just logic. go to YouTube. Just go to the YouTube comment sections and say, "Hey, you done fucked up. You and should feel bad. Be be nice about it and put your sources. Also, YouTube comment sections." They're the places of just joy and happiness, and it makes me so proud of humanity every time I look in a YouTube comment section. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I'm being very based sarcastic. Off of, based off of, your, off of the statement, I think you're being sarcastic. Oh, no, because YouTube comment sections are where, like, group thinks go to die. It's like where, if I really want to get depressed for, like, a good week, I'll just, like, go around to, like, a YouTube comment section. I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I needed to want to fucking not want to exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And we're gonna, I'm, or I don't know about you, but I'm gonna read as many of the comments as I can. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, if you, if you wanna, if you wanna leave comments, 
and tell us that we're wrong, then we'll, we'll apologize. I'm not sure if I'll apologize, but... I'll apologize for you. I'm probably... I'm not but if you tell us that our opinions are wrong, we are going to blow right past that shit. I mean, can your opinions be wrong if they're formed by facts? That's not how opinions work. What if I... Are you sure? I mean, shouldn't we all make our opinions based around facts? All uh, Yeah, but facts can also be used to justify any opinion. That's not true. That is true. Because I, I feel like if you get enough of the facts, the facts lead to a certain conclusion. Um, like, you can't use all the facts about, like, climate change to say that there's no climate change. I mean, yeah, but at the same time... All, the, look... The idea of climate change, while you just since you just brought that up, if you think climate change isn't a real thing, then you're wrong. Please stop. Please just. Please, I really don't want. I would. I I think about this a lot. Way too much. I think about you know my. The, if I this is an if because I'm always just worried about dying every day. Um, if my descendants are living in on Earth. I want the earth to not be like completely falling down around them. And we're getting to the point where we're about to like reach the earth starting to fall around around us because of climate change. So if you don't believe in climate change, I suggest you like talk to some professionals who can like educate you. And I think you should get some educations or whatever. Yeah. And also if you don't believe in climate change, go outside, (laughs) (laughs) go outside. Yeah. Um, that's true. I mean, I guess it's not true because, like, I remember there was a big, like, scandal or whatever because Donald Trump tweeted, like, oh, it's so cold in D.C. right now. Climate change my ass. And I'm like, that does, that's just that's weather, not, not climate change. how climate change works. Okay. Climate change is like... I don't think we need to explain climate change. Yeah. I'm going to be so wrong if I start No, I just, I just, just, we just need a blow past. The climate change is real. And uh, we're not pushing any particular agenda. Michael and I both are, like... Kind of left-ish leaning one so more than the other, maybe. Definitely, you are the one that's yeah, more than me. I'll admit that. Let's it's just me, be clear. I don't think you. I don't think it's fair to call either Michael or I anything. Anything. I think it's. I think Michael and I are both just like. I'm saying I'm pretty disillusioned with the current political atmosphere and the current political terms. I think aren't descriptive enough. Not to mention, kind of the fallacies of the two-party system that i wouldn't don't like don't call don't call us not nice things don't call us democrats don't call us republicans even though that wouldn't be that apt just we're two human beings we yeah yeah we're human beings with i feel like we're all entitled to our opinions um unless your opinions are wrong i'm I'm totally kidding by the way no but you're see now can your opinion this can your opinions be wrong no why um, look, if you believe something that objectively is not true, that's not an opinion. That's just that just means that you don't know something that you shouldn't probably know about unless you don't need to know about it. Like if I were to start talking about physics, uh, I would probably say a bunch of stuff that's wrong. And that doesn't mean I need to know about it. That's regardless. If you're if you have a belief about a thing that is just objectively not true then that just that just demonstrates ignorance which is an okay thing. You can be it's okay to be ignorant about things because, you know, being uh no one knows everything. Being ignorant literally just means that you just don't know about a thing, which is okay because no human knows about everything. But uh if you have an opinion about something that 
if you if you have enough information to be able to make an opinion about a thing that is informed, then whatever your opinion is on that thing cannot, by the nature of the word opinion, be incorrect. I can disagree with that opinion. Hayden can disagree with that opinion. And the people that disagree with me at Hayden can disagree with us. But, you know, that's where that's where conversation happens. Yeah, I mean, but this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Can you have... Can you are do people not make their opinions around fact? I mean, people I know people don't make their opinions around fact. People make their opinions about their emotions, which shows that pathos is the most effective form of rhetoric. I just did a double tie in. How do you feel about that? Kind of indifferent, honestly. Me too. I didn't think it was a competition. No, but like you said, you said logos, but I guess you're being sarcastic. I mean, I do be dropping a bunch of logos on people just out the cut, but like. I think a lot of the logos helps to contribute to my ethos. Yeah, logos contribute. Well, I mean, I feel like you should try when you're when you're trying to convince someone to use all three forms of rhetoric. But the most I think if you want to make an effective argument, then you can't just use one. I feel like you're see in this argument you are using pathos and you just raised your voice and got mildly upset, which is making you sad. It's like aggression is a form of pathos. <sighs> Yeah, I'm a real bitch to talk to about like anything because I psychoanalyze and I literally and I rhetorically and analyze everything anyone ever says. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is why my life isn't any fun because I just constantly live in the truth of how me decoding what everyone does and says. I th- I, I think this is interesting because I, I I think about this a lot and I would want to know as someone who's because you're someone who's in the music industry as an independent kind of person and artist that's me what what do you think about the current climate of distribution i don't like it very much i don't dislike it i think it's a very two-sided issue so i don't i don't like i don't like the uh i don't like the way that the music industry is kind of set up but anytime anything gets digitized to a certain extent it's going to happen a certain way. In the 2000s, in the early 2000s, when people started just bootlegging the shit out of music. At Napster. It really just jacked up the entire recording industry to the point where um, selling music stopped being a thing that you could be, that could be profitable. That's why you get streaming. And streaming is profitable, but it's not profitable to artists like at all. No, it's not. That's that's why you get people who. That's why you get like Title, and Title was created because streaming services sucked so bad, and artists like Jay Z wanted to actually get people money. Yeah, Title is awesome. Shout out to Title. Shout out to. I don't have Title, so I'm not not sponsored by Title. But Title. Wait, wait, I have Title, but I don't really use Title anymore. Will we take a sponsorship from Title? If Title wants if Title wants us to put our pl- podcast on their platform, then we will totally do it. Will, will we take money from Title for like sponsor stuff? We like sponsor like whatever. I would do. I would. Yeah, I feel like that's good money, and I need money. Yeah, shout out to Title. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Jay Z will ever hear this. I don't think Jay Z will ever hear this either. I think, and I also I don't. I'm not greedy. I don't just like money. I just am a struggling student. Yeah. We don't like money, but money is nice. Money, money is how you get things. Well, done. I'm not gonna say I don't like money. I like money. I don't like money. I feel like money tears apart human relationships. Which brings me back to my point: the streaming industry is set up in a way where, where it's built 
the entire um, recording industry has always been built for record labels to make money. And not for artists to make money, but for record labels to make money, which is why being independent is so important. However, record labels kind of have a monopoly over the entire landscape mm-hmm. of what popular music is, which brings us into places like SoundCloud or even like a lot of streaming platforms, which you can put your music on like I do. But the issue with that is that it doesn't leave a lot of space for artists to um, reach a certain mainstream audience without a whole bunch of... Uh, a whole bunch of other effort that artists that are assigned to major labels don't have to do. You can't break unless you're with the label. It's a really lose-lose situation. Record labels are like pimps of the music industry. That's exactly what it is. And it, it's kind of like it's and you go, you make you you go out, you go out, you make this music, and you make the money. Give the money to us, and then you and know we'll control your masters. If you want, if you want us to, if you want money, if you need money, we'll give you this advance when you're about to go do your next album or whatever. But, you know, we got to get that money back. We got to keep holding on to it. That's really all it is. And I don't like it very much. Uh, the streaming industry also jacks up music. If you look at artists like... Uh, let's talk about the label quality control. I don't know if you know about the label quality I, I control. Know, you can explain it to me on the audience. Um, okay, so if you don't know what quality control is, and you probably don't listen to a lot of hip-hop music right now. Migos, Lil Yachty. I'm going to just talk about Migos. Migos is like probably the biggest... You know the most about, which is what you should talk about. So... Migos, um, what the, what a lot of them have been doing have been just dropping albums that are like 20 songs long, which gets their streams up because if you stream all 20 songs, then they get then they get paid for all 20 of those streams. Because in, in the recording industry right now, you need to stream way more music than you do by buying it in order to be able to break pennies off of it. Yeah. And so you have artists like Migos who are going out here and making these 20 song albums that are that are good for a lot of for all intensive purposes, but are long for the for the sole purpose of being able to break streams, which they put more time into putting out more songs without focusing on the quality as much in a certain way. Um, People stream more songs per listen to the whole album which makes it easier for the record labels to make money from the songs. But it also means that they need to have 20 songs to release. And so now people need to make albums that are longer to have more songs so that people can stream them and make money from them, which isn't fair. Because it makes it so that artists can't really get paid from... Just having good music. Well, again, this goes back to the point of like what's being creative. So like creators and artists, like they're making their music. Like I think most human beings can agree that artists should have control of their creations. Because a lot of artists regard their children, like their music as their children. It's something that they made. So and the like, thing about these record labels and these big record labels is, is that there's all sorts of algorithms and systems that you can use to determine what people will listen to. And then... If you have a monopoly over the list over the music industry, you can also basically control what people will listen to. If a if a big record label, like if one of the huge record labels like 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 Universal or whatever, were to say, hey, or like Capital or Atlantic or some shit like that, would be like Yeah. That if one of those big labels were to be like, Hey, this is what people are gonna listen to now, then I guarantee you that's what will be on the radio. And I guarantee you that that's what will be 
in the ether for people to listen to. And also controls like our public thought because how much we, mm-hmm. uh, we are influenced a lot by the music we listen to. And not to mention the fact that the music that we, the music that we choose to stream and the music that we choose to listen to just because of the way that our brains work and the way that we handle repetition is if we continue to hear the same thing over and over and over again, we're going to get attached to it mm-hmm. just as human beings. Yeah, exactly. And like this goes back, you know, to the dawn of the modern music industry and the, 60s 70s 50s whatever it all i mean it all it all stems from that and like we need to realize that these companies a control a lot b that they shouldn't be necessary because it really it's like it controls the public thought and what we listen to what we think so like if you look at if you turn on the radio right now you're going to listen to music that has been approved by lots and lots of people to be aired and people listen to it because it's it's we've kind of gotten to the point in the music industry where like music has been so calculatedly created and so mathematically like designed to be consumed and that's one of the things i was also interested in talking about that we can get to later is how we consume music mm-hmm. and then no nah, my, my thought i was about to have is also something we might be what you might we might want to get to at a different point we can just switch then we can just change the topic all right so for for a quick for a quick uh quick quick disclaimer not disclaimer uh, uh now for and now for a message from our sponsors we interrupt this program to bring you a message from our sponsors, sponsors. no we're not they're not paying us <laughs> pilot g2 the pen is like the best it's one of the best pens is that why you asked me that no, I asked you that because I was telling people about Pilot G2s and I was like, look, Hayden's going to say that this is the best pen too. Watch. But you didn't text me in time, so I never got to tell them. Pilot G2s are great pens. I feel like we can't just say we're sponsored by something and not be sponsored by them. If Pilot G2 wants to give us money, we'll take it. If they don't want to give us money, it doesn't matter because they're still great pens. Pilot G2, thank you for this message from our sponsors that aren't really our sponsors, but they're just... they're just. We a, both like Pilot G2 We both pens. like Pilot G2 pens and Pilot, if you hear this message... This is not an official sponsor. Please do not sue us. We just... We're just messing around. And we love your pens. They're great. Thank you for making them. I asked for like six cases of pens for Christmas last year. Did you get them? Yeah. Sweet. I have not run out of pens yet. I'm going to write it. I'm going to email Pilot and tell them how much I love G2s. Okay. Well, anyway, I want to go kind of talk about, since we're still in the music industry, albums versus the single market. So if you look at the beginning of like selling music way back when, when, you know, vinyl records were becoming like a thing and people can like buy music, people would buy albums and albums were what mattered because you could only, albums weren't cheap and you could only spend so much on albums. So you'd go out to the store and you'd buy an album and you'd listen to that album and you would love it and mm-hmm. you would keep it for like as long as you wanted it. Yeah. And you would It was like, it was like, you couldn't be picky choosy about what stuff you were going to listen to. It'd be like, they put out these singles, you can buy these singles. If you like the single and you want to hear more from the artist, you can go buy their album. You can't go buy X song on the album that's not a single. Okay, well, yeah. But regardless, it's like, you know, you can go buy buy the vinyl record. You have to go out and do it. You have to go out, buy this vinyl record that has these songs that you like to listen to, and you can listen to these songs. And so then then we get more into like the singles market with 7 Inches and stuff like that. Where singles become more important. You get the Billboard Top 100 and shit like that. But nowadays, and this really started with CDs and then is like incredibly apparent with digital distribution and streaming, it's not about the album. It's a lot about the single, which I kind of think isn't the best. I think singles, while I think singles when they were not super powerful, but just before they got there, when you'd get like B sides, because I feel like a lot of artists had really, really good B sides that like weren't put on albums that 
should not be forgotten. The the drift from albums kind of takes. I mean, albums again were a, a creation of the record industry to sell music because that was the best for the time. And now, it's easiest to do singles. You know, you we still hear about albums dropping, but we mostly hear about oh, did you hear Blank and Blank released a new song or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like the it's like the industry is designed right now to be like because the yeah the way that we consume music. Is that it's we like have food. songs that we can individually listen to. Me, I, I can't speak for you, but I'm pretty sure that you do the same thing. I listen to albums almost exclusively. I don't really As listen well. to just singles, unless they're singles that like exist on their own without an album. Yeah. I listen to albums because I, I am really into music, and I'm really into the way that they're constructed. If you listen to any of the projects that I've released, they're not albums, they're EPs. If you listen to any of the projects that I've released, um, you'll see that I put a whole lot of attention to detail in how they're ordered um, into the way that I constructed the whole project so that it would be relatively cohesive. Um, But in this industry that we have right now, in this kind of digital era, um, if you look at the, if you literally look at the way that they're set up, it's like they're set up for you to be able to listen to whatever song you want to. And it doesn't really matter that you listen to the whole album because record labels now will make money based off of you streaming any of their songs, which is why you have artists to have albums to have a whole bunch of songs because it's like, well, you can stream this, 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 and this, and this, and this. This is what I was trying to say earlier when I was jacking up. Um, you can stream this, 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 and this, and they'll get paid for it either way. Yeah, and I, I, one of the things I think is that, so albums require a certain level of like, forward thought so like future planning so you have to plan out your album you have to plan out this thing to be like a cohesive effort and albums i feel like better capture artistry and uh, creativity not always not especially always. because now in the digital era people are just making albums that are collections of songs that's true which is not how the form kind of developed it's not a bad thing but it's not particularly a good thing it's just a thing that's just the way that it is and I feel like albums... See, now, the reason the music industry has converted away from albums is because albums is not the best way to make money. The best way to make money is with singles. And so albums were, are not the best way to make money, which is true, because albums, you have to... For an album to be good, no, a very few albums that are like really, really good are just like collections of unused bits and songs. Albums that are like really, really good are albums like concept albums or albums with general themes that like sound good. That's not objective at all. Albums that are good are concept albums or cohesive albums. Albums that are not good are albums that are just collections of songs. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. I think that's an opinion. And I think I I have the same opinion. This is my official opinion. I think albums that are developed as an album instead of just as a collection of random songs sound better. But that's because they sound better as albums. And I feel like albums allow for... And I agree with that opinion. And I agree. It's just not objective. Uh, I 100% agree with your opinion, sir. Do you remember that from eighth grade? No. In our English teacher's class, she had us like, because we would argue all the time and shit. She had us like, we had to like state, state our opinion directly and like calmly say it. And so everyone just ended up saying like, I 100% disagree with your opinion. Or like, she was, she was just trying to make us not hostile as shit eighth graders. But like, guess what? We were still hostile as shit eighth graders. And it made us super hostile high schoolers. She was a hostile lady. Yeah, and it was like really, really like. And I thought I like. She was cool though. I liked cool, her. Yeah, she didn't like me. That's okay. That's because I'd read Stephen King in our class. It's okay. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. Actually, you know, I was thinking about like, 
I always think about this. Like, what if, like, and this is a good topic, people who are no longer involved in your life, like, do you ever just think about, like, going back and, like, talking to them? Yes. Because, like, I was thinking about, so, like, in eighth grade was not my best year academically because, like, I didn't give a shit right. Now I'm doing fantastic. Um, Can't relate. So in eighth grade, I when we had parent-teacher conference, all of my teachers were like, uh, you shouldn't take too hard classes in high school because you don't have the work ethic to put in there. And I feel like now, if they could see me now and see all the things I've accomplished academically, I, w- I just want to show them that and be like, hey, you were wrong. You're, that, that is what I'd call like a life-defining moment and a life-changing moment is like that talk really sobered me up to like I need to start you know doing my work that's the thing that that's the thing that people always want to do that's the whole that's a big reason that people be wanting to be famous is because people want to be like all you people that said I wouldn't do x y and z I did it so fuck y'all well yeah I feel like adver- I feel like um defying expectations is why I me as the most stubborn person you'll ever meet that this is like one of my major driving forces is just doing what people say I could not do and there's nothing wrong with that. There's not. I feel like it's a... I feel like within reason. Depends on how you measure reason. What is reason? What is life? What is a mankini? I'm not done with albums. Oh, we totally yeah. got off topic there. What? Okay, yeah. Back, back to, to what albums. We were uh, albums, I feel like... So we mathematically produce... So I, I came up with this analogy, which is actually a decent analogy, is that we treat modern music kind of like food so what we is like we literally consume it which the word consumer is just kind of gross sounding because it sounds like eating but like as a uh, now we create songs so there's a single that's released and you listen to that single till you're sick of it and then you move on like food like if you like so you discover a new recipe or like you like make spaghetti for a lot of time but eventually you're going to get sick of spaghetti Mm-hmm. And by the time you're sick of spaghetti, you'll probably have a new recipe that you found that will be there to replace it. Exactly. And so I think that I personally do not enjoy that kind of... At, that's why I like albums, because it's a lot harder to get sick of an album to get than get sick of a song. I don't think that's... Mm, yes, that's true. Because like as an album, you listen to it as a whole, and like you can kind of break it down like that. And if you have a wide variety of albums... You don't spend all your time listening to one song. Also, I don't get sick of music typically. Neither do I. Well, I used to when I when I would listen to singles. When I was just more like, oh, I like this song, this song, this song, this song. I would get sick of music insanely. I get sick of music if I if pe- I get sick of music if people I get sick of, if people are always fucking playing it. Yeah, I get sick of music if you tell me this is what I should listen to, and that's not you saying that, and that's not saying if someone tells me I should listen to something, I won't like it. But if I've, if I'm only hearing a song, if I'm hearing a song more, if I'm more likely to hear a song and I, and I'm not choosing to play it, then I'm more likely to get sick of it. That's true. No one wants to listen to anyone else's music. That's why if you're in public, bring fucking earbuds. But I still love Mobamba. Shout out Mobamba. No, this is another thing. People who walk around and like have like music blaring, like it's one thing to have music blaring in your car. No, barely few people can do that. It's another thing to be walking around in like public or in school or some shit, and you have like your speaker with your buddies and listening to your fucking country music. I hate those people. I don't hate those people, but I just want to like I want to take their speaker. I don't hate any people, and I want to like just destroy it. And I'm like, you are the biggest dick ever. <laughs> That's super aggressive for no reason at all. No, me or them. 
you. Well, no, I think I have a right to I be aggressive. I think that that's a, I think that's a bit intense. That's a bit I don't want to actually destroy it. If you if don't just wear earbuds. No one wants to listen to your music. Yeah, if you don't like, and if you don't have earbuds, you can take the phone out and put it next to. Or if you want all your friends to listen to a song, then you don't gotta listen to it at at whatever public place you're at at any given time. You can listen to it whenever you want. It's the same thing it. with phone calls too. Don't be on speaker in public. I don't want to hear about how Janelle got pregnant with like. Robert's kid and Robert's like has three wives in Tehran or something. I don't know. I mean, but if you're gonna have your phone on, if it's that interesting, I might want to hear. It, yeah, but if it's not if interesting. Have, if you're gonna have your phone on speaker, then I better it, care about what you're talking it about. It better be like the best Latin soap opera I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's what I want. If it's not interesting, I don't care. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not gonna say something that I want to hear about, like. Like if it's not gonna stop me from whatever my current train of thought is, then is then you don't need to have your phone on speaker. If Unless you're just really talking good. about if you're just talking about I went to the grocery store. Do you want? Any, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you want anything? Uh, Jerry, I picked up some eggs. Would you like some milk? Mm, yeah. What kind of milk? Two percent milk or regular milk? If you're if you're comfort- almond juice. <laughs> this is a topic for another time. No, it's not. If your if your conversation is boring, I don't want to hear it. If your conversation is interesting and has the tea in it, then and not the tea on your Hot grocery tea. list, but it has to, but you know what I mean when I say tea. Unless you're unless if you don't know what I mean when you say tea, then you're not our target demographic. If you don't, if you're if you're if whatever your conversation is does not consist of the tea, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. So anyway, now I'm gonna do a quick switch. Almond juice, Michael. Almond juice. All Otherwise known as almond milk. If you drink soy milk, almond milk, or any other type of milk, milk not with air milk. quotes that does not come from a mammal, then do not call it milk. That's not milk. It's juice. It's juice. Is it, I, I'm not sure what the definition of juice is. I'm not either. But, but I feel like I'm more comfortable calling it juice. I'm more comfortable calling it juice, How do you too. milk an almond? Yeah, you don't. Um, an almond does not have udders. memory glands. Memory glands. That's a smarter way to say it than I was. Yeah, because utter. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot smarter. Than I was like udders. <laughs> Humans have udders. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, <laughs> if it did not come from a mammal, if it did not come from the mammary glands of a female mammal. If it does not come from memory glands of a mammal, mammal memory, mammal memory, good, good reminder right there. Yeah, if it does not come from, if it does not come from a mammal, then it's probably not. Do you drink almond juice, Michael? Only when we run out of regular juice. <laughs> Did you mean milk? Yes, I meant to say milk. I drink almond juice regularly. Well, not regularly. I don't drink it. I just eat it with other stuff. But that's because you eat it. God damn you! I can checkmate. <laughs> checkmate. I can. I drink almond. I don't drink almond. I don't drink straight up almond juice. I drink it with my cereal. Mm-hmm. That's why I said eat it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't. I don't really particularly like the taste of milk stuff. And when I drink milk, it just makes me feel gross. So I just have almond juice. Yeah. When I I don't I don't drink milk. It's kind of fucked up though. Like what? I, this is a, this is a commonly asked question. What convinced the first human being to just like walk up to a cow and like start sucking on it? There's like, damn, this shit's good. I don't think that's how it happened. I think that's how. It uh, it's also like another question I remember back in the day was like, how did the first human get an STD when no one? Yeah, 
I don't know. I think I feel like they're STDs before this particular evolution of Homo sapien. Probably. And something to do with plants. I don't know. Conversations about the first human are always super weird. Yeah, like I remember this one joke back in the like, day. The first human probably wasn't all the way a human. Well, no, because it's not evolution doesn't work like that. Where it's just like the chick, it just it's like it just popped up as a human. That's not quite how it works. Eventually, we breed to the point. Eventually, where so if you're going to talk about the first creature that's going to eventually become a human, then that becomes a bigger, more confusing and convoluted conversation. We're not evolutionary biologists. Please leave us alone. <laughs> At the same time, if you don't believe in evolution, also leave us alone. Are we going to make that broad statement? If you don't believe that evolution happened at all, then please just uh, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> no, uh, I'm Michael and I both believe in evolution. Yeah, we both believe in evolution. If you don't believe in evolution, we can have a conversation. Yeah, we can have it. a conversation. And I think you should uh, I think you should do the same thing that we told the people who don't believe in climate change to do. And you should find some. You should you should talk you should look to somebody. You should look it. in. You should look into it. I feel, I feel like if you don't believe in climate change or evolution, if you don't believe in climate change or evolution, you better be able to say why. And you be able to be able to you better be able to convince me because there's like a lot, Michael and I both know a lot of. Evidence. And even if you don't want to convince us, you better at least have a stance that might make us think. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, you have to have some. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to convince me that climate change or evolution isn't a thing. I don't think you're going to convince me either because I've been hardcore like in that stuff. And like, there's, there's evidence. There's, that's the wonderful thing about science, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have this wonderful thing called evidence. And what evidence does is it proves shit for us. Yeah, so we don't have to go, yeah. So we just don't, we're not like Socrates all the time, just asking random questions. Shout out to Socrates. Shout out to our homeboy Socrates. The real OG. Socrates. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever even seen that movie. What movie? Is it, it's, it's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I've never heard. I'm of really it. sad that on our first episode of a podcast, we're gonna be listening. We're gonna be mentioning Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I wouldn't have any frame of reference. We should watch certain movies together and then talk about them on the podcast. Yeah. If you would like to do that and you hear this, tell us that because I'm not sure about it. And I think there's certain movies that I would want Michael to see, and that I know there's movies Michael wants me to see that. We have no idea what you want us to talk about. If you want us to talk about something, tell us, and yeah. we might talk about it unless yeah. it's stupid. Please tell us. Please give us ideas. <laughs> and if it's stupid, then that's okay. If it's stupid, then it'll just be like the advertisements. It's the advertisements and the regular schedule show programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disclaimer, at the end of the podcast, I slur and mumble all my words. Anti-vaxxing. Let's okay. Let's let's just let's just real quickly talk about this anti-vaxxing thing. It's like um, flat Earth thing. They kind of like develop and they kind of uh, developed around the same time. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question, and then you're gonna ask me the same question. And if our and if our answers are different, then we can talk about it. And if our answers are not different, then I feel like there's nothing we need to say. Do you think vaccinations happen? Do I are, think that they happen? <laughs> no, I'm keeping that in. That was lovely. <laughs> Freudian slip. Do you think vaccinations are good for small children? Yes. Uh, do you believe vaccinations are good for small children? Yes. Why? Because there's no, there's literally no reason why I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I feel like anti. I mean, like, I don't know if it's the problem's getting worse of anti-vaxing or if it's just like if it's just like a, a loud minority that we pay special attention to. I'm not paying attention to any of these people who don't believe in vaccinating their children. But as like a, as a public eye, we pay attention to. Okay, so just a, a statement, like all the other things that we say that if you don't agree with us, then you... Um, no. 
unlike unlike the uh, evolution thing and unlike the climate change thing, if you think that vaccinations are not good for your children, I don't want to hear about it. I feel like especially because uh, in our local area, we have seen incidents of ki- of people getting diseases that they should have been vaccinated for. Um, if you don't believe in vaccinations, then um, I I don't I don't want to talk to you about it. You know, you please, go, please stand far enough away if you don't believe in vaccinations that I don't get sick. And if you don't believe in vaccinations, that's cool. Talk it's not cool, but it's it's not cool. I don't think it's cool. Don't I'm not sure kids kill my kids, please. Um, but if you don't believe in vaccinations, then do what you want. I'm gonna vaccinate my children when I have children. I I would hope that my children will vaccinate their children. If they don't, then I'm gonna be very upset. Stern talking to you. How do you feel about flat earthers, Rashad? Same same thing. If you're a flat earther, don't talk to me. All right. If you're a flat earther, I feel like that's where I. I mean, I want to talk to you, but I'm not gonna. If you like, if you're a flat earther, if you're a flat earther, if you tell me that you're a flat earther, then my opinion on you is going to change. Must you know, if you're a flat earther, my opinion on the world is just gonna go down a little bit. Yeah. My faith in humanity is constantly tested. Astrology. Well, you know how much I love astrology. I know, Hayden. You just always... Just, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I cannot stand people who take an astrological horoscope as fact. Or like that these certain like symbols are based on the stars of what month you were born in actually determine who you are as a human being. What are you talking about, Hayden? Astrology is the most realist, most valid, most 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 accurate depiction of the way that humans are going to live their life and going to interact that has ever happened. So I was talking, about, I was talking like you know Nancy Reagan scheduled her husband's like a like life around like her horoscope and his horoscope and shit. Yeah, we hate astrology. Yeah, so Michael, think about it. Like if she was like, oh, the horoscope's not good for Wednesday, so he can't meet about that whole nuclear deal thing, like, or like he can't meet about that. Um, revolution in Nicaragua. Like, think people could have possibly died because she, her horoscope said that they shouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. Here's my thought about astrology. If you believe in astrology, you can also you can believe in astrology. You can, but you're gonna make me mad. <laughs> no, you're not gonna make me. Mad. If you if you judge people and if you alter your life to the point where it affects other people based off of this thing, that's like non-logical it's pretty arbitrary it's very arbitrary it's like you're you're causing you're letting something that's too non-logical and too insignificant and it's basically just like me i, I could it's like it's like letting i'm the gonna lord, put it like this okay it's like letting the lord of the rings like determine your life because it's fiction and it was made up by people just for gits and shiggles so like about three or four years ago my horoscope said that in the month of september I was going to meet somebody and they were going to and we're going to be romantically involved or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it said. I don't have a memory that's that great. I'm still waiting. It's been how many years? Uh, a good three or four. Our point exactly. Maybe it will happen in a September. <laughs> and so... I mean, it didn't say in this month of did September. You, Michael, just here's the real the question. Did you ever meet someone romantically while you were listening to September by Earth, Wind, and Fire? No. Then exactly. Okay, well, shit. No, but I also feel like, so, and the thing, so it's like, a lot of people will say, like, as, com- 
asked to argue what I said. It's like, oh, but my sign reflects perfectly who I am as a person. Well, I'm like, if you, I want, I want everyone to read through all like these descriptions and tell me that they don't just describe little aspects of every human being. Yeah. They're all, so it's like, it's the same way with like fortune tellers and like with mediums as they, they just say vague enough stuff to get you to believe. And then they probe you for more information more. So fortune tellers and mediums, which are also not real. Don't spend your money on those things. Hey, I got a fortune cookie one time. I got, I get, I got a lot of fortune cookies. You know what my fortune cookie said? Jump off a bridge? No. Mine said that once. I'm sorry. I didn't actually say that. I, I, I didn't think so. It'd be fun if it did, though. Um, I would have, I, yeah, it would be fun because of all the lawsuit money I would get. Um, Hell yeah, man. Uh, Please send us fortune cookies. If you send <laughs> me off a bridge, we're not gonna see that lot of you. Yeah, well, no. If you're if you are an established um, Chinese restaurant or something, and I buy a fortune cookie and it says to jump off of a bridge, I'm gonna sue you. And I'm not gonna sue you for any other reason than because I feel like you made a bad business decision and I'm gonna capitalize. Can you on sue it. someone for? Sending you for like writing that shit down? I like, think so. For like encouraging your suicide? I'm sure that you can. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Does ha- wait, does I mean, I think it's at least an option. I mean, everything's an option. That's not true. It is. Like technically it's an option right now for me to start like chewing on this microphone, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, please don't. That'd be gross. I would be very upset. I would be very upset. It's not even my microphone. Exactly. I got a fortune cookie one time. Yeah. Um... And that fortune cookie, it was like, hey, you're going to, I don't remember exactly what it said. It probably said some shit like, hey, you're pretty soon in your life, something is going to happen. That's what all fortune cookies say. Or they like tell you like, you're something, pretty. Something, something is going to happen in your life. Something relevant is going to happen in your life soon. That's very... Thank you for that. <laughs> relevant, relevant things happen in my life every single day. That's what makes your... Every, well, you're constantly living through relevant things because that's what determines your existence. Really, a relevant thing is going to happen in my life. Like what? Like, like if you, look, look, if your astrology thing doesn't do anything to explain anything about anything, then I don't, I don't think it's fair or true. At the same time, I, mean, I do be having some Pisces characteristics. I, but, like, we all do. It's, the, it's because we're complex human beings that cannot be described by, like, a singular set of characteristics. And our characteristics aren't consistent either. Yeah. That's one of the things that I think people often forget about is that we're not consistent versions of ourselves. We act differently around different people. We act differently in front of, and just depending on the day of the week or how much we slept the night before of what we've eaten or what time of the year it is. We're not consistent versions of ourselves. Well, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Remember that one time I psychoanalyzed you? Was I wrong? Um, no. But there was a level of inconsistency in that psychoanalyst. The whole psychoanalyst was based off of inconsistency. Exactly. But that's because we're not consistently, like, we don't always act the same way. And people need to realize that, like, we will act differently depending on different situations. Yeah, like 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 if if you if you're wearing nice boots, and then one day you tear your boots, you're gonna be pissed about it. I was mad, but then I tore up my boots. I will gladly admit I was trying to get a scarf off the top of my closet, and I stepped on the shelf, and the shelf broke, and it scratched the shit out of one of my boots. Maybe you shouldn't step on shelves. I shouldn't have. But look at those boots right there. Those are new boots. 
You got new boots? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like having nice, clean boots. You say, you describe yourself as a fashion god. This is the disclaimer. This is just a disclaimer. You have an actual fashion god, like ASAP Rocky or someone like that. Not particularly ASAP Rocky, but anyone that's, you know, actually like a fashion god tells me that I'm not a fashion god, I will submit. I dress better than most people that I have to interact with on a day-to-day. Well, so do I, but... And if I if I end up interacting with people who dress better than I currently dress, then I'll probably dress better than them. Whether I describe myself as, I'm like the fashion pope. I'm not a god, but I'm just pope. Yeah. Okay. You can describe yourself however you like to describe yourself. How would you describe me, Michael? He's smiling again. He's laughing. This is, you know, this is where I'm going to, this is, I, this is where I want to mention some of the de- idiotic things he's done, but I'm not. Colorblind. See now, this is, no, this is something that we've been talking about this whole damn time. This is the biggest disclaimer we're going to have to make. This is everything else you could forget except for this. And this will come up all the damn time. I am red, green, colorblind. And mm-hmm. every single day of my life, at least five people remind me that. And I reminded of that a lot. When we were setting this up, there's a green and red lights flashing. I have a focus right 2i2. If the audio is clipping, then it will be red. And if the audio is not clipping, it will be green. Hayden couldn't tell the difference. Yes. And so this is good. We were thinking about calling this podcast red green and then making the colors of this podcast red green. But we feel like that would just be too. Yeah, it would. It would. It wouldn't. It, it, it's too yeah. much defining me off my physical characteristics and not who I am. Mm-hmm. So, fashion god. Mm-hmm. Why would you call yourself a fashion god? Um, because I objectively think that I dress better than a lot of people that are around me, and then I also take that take that to just hype myself up every time I get dressed. It it creates a level of intention around um around my day to day, and I know that there are a lot of people who think that I'm not a fashion god. I would venture to say that there's a lot of people who don't like the way that I dress, which is okay. You know, you can have that opinion. I call myself a fashion god because it makes me wake up in the morning and think, let me dress nice. You know, I don't know. It helps me out with my my day to day. Makes me feel good. That's why I call myself a fashion god. I kind of, that's a good point. It's entirely subjective. But like, I feel the same way about, uh, this is a good disclaimer too. Everything's a disclaimer here. Michael dresses in typical, and not in good streetwear. Like Michael dresses nice. I describe the way I dress as not streetwear, but not normal people wear. How would you describe the way I dress? Colorblind. All right. I don't. You know. I actually. You know. I don't wear many. I don't. I think I own one shirt that's red. You wear all sorts of gray, though. I wear a lot of gray. I also wear a lot of black <laughs> and a lot of blue. No, but like, how do you describe, aside from color, the taste? I mean, the only way I can describe it is like Hayden. What's like Hayden? Um, you, uh, hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what words to use to describe the way that you dress. You dress in a lot of ways more, more formal than most people, but not too formal. Not formal in a way that it's like, that it's like you look like you're going to work, like you know, casual, formal, and then sometimes you just push the limits and then wear some all the, all the way crazy shit. That's just like 
What? You should see what I'm wearing on Tuesday. You already know what you're going to wear for the week? Just for Tuesday. Tuesday's Christmas at school day. Oh, my God. We're about as together. Michael and I are about as professional as a hedgehog wearing a suit. So. <laughs> that's an analogy for you. That's a great. That's a great image. Just to imagine. <laughs> they look. They they dress nice, but they ain't professional. I don't think hedgehogs are particularly not professional. <laughs>